0: Because of the coronavirus epidemic, and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight, and I'm joined, as usual, by my good friends, John Roberts. Hello. And Sue Timberlake, who unfortunately has laryngitis and is uh, conserving their voice to say as little as possible. So uh, I'm going to try not to say too many Republican bashing things tonight so that uh, <laughs> no, they can recover. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to be funny either. I apologize. All right. Well. I'm kill my Mike. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> well, I suppose, I suppose on the one hand, I could say, you know, uh, I'll try and not be funny for a change. But would it be really?
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Okay. So. (laughs) Hmm. I noticed you're diplomatically not commenting, genre. Anyway. Um, um, I'm very diplomatic, I think. (laughs) Yes. So, well,
0: um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, um, you can – you know, e- but, uh, sorry, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if Sue's actually sending you text, John, but that's certainly a way to, to keep, in, keep us informed. Um, <laughs> <Nope. clears throat> all right. Well, uh, if you want to uh, speak up, even though uh, we can't hear you, uh, then try emailing us, at, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com or tweet at us at civilpoliticsfm or, you know, sling a comment at facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, civilpoliticsradio.com is our website. It's got recordings of previous episodes of the show and all kinds of good stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, last week we, uh, spent, uh, most of the, well, I don't know, most of the episode, a good chunk of the episode. The thing I really remember instantly talking about last week was the, the tragedy, the terrible murders, uh, in Uvalde, Texas and how we have. A problem with gun access in this country and we were looking forward to uh the hearings of the special committee to investigate the attack on the capitol on january 6th and uh that's so uh, they've had two uh public sessions now and uh who boy um, yeah um i guess uh <clears throat> so one thing I think actually it just to – I imagine anybody who's listening to our show probably gets this but just in case it's it's not 100% clear or somebody's wandering in from you know checking us out for the first time or whatever and maybe isn't like a super politics and government wonky nerd like us um <laughs> it, it's just uh it's just to be so it's just worth worth remembering um the, the committee that's investigating is a special committee uh, in the House of Representatives. Uh, so it's part of Congress, and, and it's organized under the authority and powers of Congress, as delineated in the first article of the Confederation uh, Constitution, rather. And uh, as such, they have no power to uh, arrest, indict, Prosecute or convict anyone for any crime. That that that's not what they do. They 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 make laws. They don't enforce them. So all of this, everything that they are doing, um, however bad or embarrassing or shocking it is, and at times it's all of those things, none of that will have any criminal effect on uh the people whose uh, malfeasance is exposed um yeah it's up to the department of justice as part of the executive branch which is in, in you know tasked with enforcing or executing the laws uh to to do anything with this other than say hey that's bad so yeah um, and uh that's I mean, ultimately that's gonna come down to uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland. And so far he has done he hasn't actually signaled whether or not they're planning to prosecute uh people based on the evidence coming out of the committee. Um but uh yeah, I don't know if that's him being strategically silent to to let the committee have the spotlight and then uh carry forward and uh you know, make announcements once they're they're they've had all of their hearings or whatever. I don't know. But I just it's it's a thing I've I've seen people talk about at least from time to time, like, God, you know, like the they're all in trouble now. Like, you know, so what charge (laughs) you know, what charges are is the committee filing? And it's like the committee's not filing any charges. You know, that's not what they do. That's not what they can do.
1: It's kind of like the um the what was the the there was a there was an investigation into trump and it was the the special the special prosecutor right in the Mueller report yeah the Mueller thank you the Mueller report and yeah. the, the, he the he made Which, his report and he was like stuff happened and they're like okay and he's like you know stuff happened right yeah you know and he but he didn't go the extra mile in saying you should probably press charges. <laughs> Most likely you should press charges, but they well, but he didn't I mean, go that
0: far. He didn't go that far in simple explicit terms like I you know yeah, he was circumspect and diplomatic and deferred to uh uh directives from <clears throat> um the office of legal counsel that sitting presidents couldn't be indicted and so forth <clears throat> which is fine you know but uh he the, the the actual report uh does lay out a fairly clear groundwork for uh uh malfeasance on the part of uh Mr. Trump and his lackeys in his campaign and um uh, arguably he was putting it out there as a blueprint for impeachment. <clears throat> so as much as anything, but I don't know, the, the, the ballpark, I mean, I'd mean, I i say the simple sort of difference is uh, Robert Mueller was not, um, didn't have the authority to make the decision himself. And, uh, you know, none of the people, you know, Will, Bill Barr, Trump's attorney general, didn't want to do it either. So there you go yeah um yay (laughs) sorry anyway um so there have been a whole host of shocking um revelations i mean shocking in that wow really uh and i can't believe you have evidence for this as opposed to uh you know like i i can't believe that the the trump administration was attempting to subvert the election because you know that's always been pretty clearly who donald trump is and the kind of person he is and the things he wants to do right <clears throat> but um i i was i was really struck by um the uh well i was really struck by the clear evidence that um you know, th- that a a right-wing paramilitary group, uh, you know, a militia, a, let's face it, a, a domestic terrorist, you know, uh, junior varsity team, uh, the Proud Boys and some others, I think the Oath Keepers.
2: <laughs> junior varsity team.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, like they're 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 really serious about uh, I, you know, just, like they're 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 just trying their best. <laughs> oh, My God, yeah, they 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 really want to make the the first team someday. But you know, in the meantime, um, you know, despite being you know uh, uh, a bunch of bumbling goofballs, uh, you know, much like the uh, you know people around Hitler and the beer hall putsch in the twenties. Um, nevertheless, they took their shot and, uh, did better than maybe one would have expected. Um, mm-hmm. but doing things like, uh, uh, some, some people got a tour with, uh, Congressman Loudermilk. I forget where, which state he's from. I think it was Ohio. But anyway, uh, let me we see. can look see. I'll, I'll look it up, <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh, the, on January 5th, Congressman Loudermilk took some people on a tour, uh, around uh, not just the, the the actual Capitol building itself, but the whole complex. Uh,
1: Barry Dean Loudermilk, of course, of course, the 11th Congressional District of Georgia. Georgia, okay. So- um, Large slice of Atlanta's northern suburbs. So that, that yeah, tracks- That'll do it. Yeah, um, that'll do it.
0: So, uh, because uh, there are tunnels and, and whatnot connecting- the 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 capital, the famed, beautiful Capitol building itself with a number of uh ancillary office buildings and whatnot. Uh uh and that the, all of those are sort of called the Capitol Complex. And uh that's where a lot of uh congressional staffers have their offices, a lot of Congress people who aren't like in the high leadership positions, that's where their offices are, you know, the Rayburn office building and so forth. And so there are uh, uh, tunnels and access points and whatnot, which, you know, have security. And uh, these uh, people in Congressman Loudermilk's uh, tour group were taking pictures of stairwells and tunnel entrances and things like that, you know, like going around these functional office buildings and taking pictures of – the hallways, basically, as opposed to, you know, and, and the, you know, the sign saying this way to whatever, you know, as opposed to, you know, the things tourist groups normally take pictures of, which are, you know, impressive art and uh, the painting of George Washington resigning his commission from the Continental Army and all kinds of good stuff like that. So just that one thing is a clear indication that this is not just a, that January 6th wasn't a, uh, uh, a bunch of overzealous yahoos uh who uh were really convinced by who really bought the the crap that Donald Trump was peddling and uh it was a sur- surge of enthusiasm attacked the Capitol and did some damage and it was bad uh but that's it there there does that does appear to have been cover for a more planned and uh directed uh premeditated effort to Great. uh invade and uh capture important uh people like speaker of the house Nancy Pelosi, vice president Mike Pence, uh senator Chuck Schumer, uh 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 I can't remember other people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so it's just um Uh, as also, uh, I mean, John, you were running through the timeline and, uh, before we went on air and you noted, for example, that the, uh, uh, proud boys were, uh, as it were casing the joint, they, they'd already left the point of, (laughs) of, of Trump's rally before he even started speaking and were, uh, uh, noting and testing the barricades and whatnot, and basically getting
1: ready for a crowd of people to come surging up. Yeah, they were, they were already on their way. Right. basically um they i i don't know if they were like set up and everything but they were uh they had left the they basically they left the the speech early
0: which so i mean then, you yeah. know puts them up there with with uh virginia thomas wife of the uh, supreme court justice possibly they just thought it was too cold too i mean after all that was why she left
1: oh yeah of course so of course the okay <clears throat> <clears throat> <sighs> it's just also frustrating, mm. especially since nothing's going to happen. Um, by the way, the this is from uh, CBS News. Uh, Proud Boys started marching to to the Capitol before Str- Trump's speech start, before Trump's speech started. Yes, so uh, they began marching to the Capitol. Um, before the speech began, according to documentarian Nick Quested, who was in the middle of filming a documentary on the Proud Boys on and that that's one of the that's one of the things about this whole investigation. That the this whole thing and, and, and the, this includes the um the impeachment uh, trial. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of people there's like people making documentaries of course because you know of course you're going to do that this is a pretty historic event and there are people just live streaming there are people taking pictures of themselves you know selfies and everything there are people getting interviewed there's a ton of video from twitch just a lot of conservative twitch streamers and it's uh, you can take all of that video and make the entire event like you can st- st- you can put it all together and moment by moment And even from different angles, you can see what's going on Hmm. by their own admission. Like just not even from confiscated phones or anything. This is on Twitch. You can download it. Yeah. This is is public. This is on the public. The only way that you wouldn't be able to get it is if Amazon said you can't. And Amazon's not going to care. So the, the that's kind of the thing that really boggled my mind, the fact that they were all going nuts, and they were filming, they were filming, filming themselves, knowingly committing crimes. I mean, you're stealing a podium. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there's no way to spin that. So. Yeah. There. There's. Um. There's well, just and that's why hundreds of, hundreds of people, video.
0: <laughs> hundreds of people, have been uh, arrested, and uh, you know a lot of many of them have plea bargained or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, essentially, they've they've been convicted of misdemeanor trespass and so forth. They've been convicted of the crime of just being there, you know. <laughs> and um, exactly. the ones who were more than just there, because there were plenty of people who. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, believed uh, President Trump when he said the this election has been stolen, uh, none of this is legitimate, we have to do something. Um, they believed him. And mm-hmm. I, I I think that was massively unwise of them. But I do believe that there are a number of people who genuinely uh, believed the, the president when he said that. And uh, we're sort of sub- uh, subscribing to the ethos that Richard Nixon put out, in his interviews with uh David Frost, quite simply, if the president does it, then it's not illegal.
1: <laughs> so of course. <laughs> uh right. I the like there it, it's kind of like that there's so much to say, but you there's not enough to say. Like I Yeah. There's I, so much like that you can complain about or you can talk about or discuss and everything like that. There's so much you can talk about, just online culture or um online conservative culture, uh the roots of all this and everything. And then you just like when I think about it, I just kind of collapse and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yep, that's that's a thing, you know, and it's 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 weary. I'm weary.
0: Well, and I I think that's part of the point, but I guess um, pivoting from the specifics that people can get from well the same news sources we're looking at, or they, right. can, they can look with their own eyes, or you can go if you go to uh, the website the, the the House of Representatives, of course, has a website which I, I forget exactly what it is. It might just be house.gov or congress.gov. It's uh, house.gov, yeah. Right, and then from there you can get to the uh, special website they've set up for the January sixth committee, which has. All of the public hearings they've had, you can watch those at any time uh and look at various documents and files and whatnot they've put up as well <clears throat> so it's it's you know a few hours of stuff, and it's really astonishing um just how uh how how chaotic it was and uh and and just the thing that got me was you know like of course they did, but at the same time, wow, they really did. Uh, is that uh, the uh, after the election, uh, uh, Trump and his people were raising money, saying like we've got to you know contribute to our Stop the Steal fund, and they raised I think the figure was a uh, two hundred and fifty
1: million dollars. Two hundred fifty million. That's great.
0: Right, and uh, a Stop the Steal fund. There wasn't actually a separate fund set up for that. That money. Didn't go to a new dedicated legal fund. It just went into the campaign coffers and got spread around. However, like Kimberly Guilfoyle apparently got sixty thousand dollars to give, a, like a two-minute speech. At uh, the January 6th rally, I think, you know, just – Of course it did. Of course (laughs) it did. Um, That's You know, money went to Trump Hotels and other businesses that he owns. Uh, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has a charity foundation and that got a million dollars. Just, you know, um, and I I don't know what to call that other than quite simply fraud. You know, like we're raising money for X and there is no legal entity X – and the money is then spent on stuff.
1: A good grift. Yeah. Like a smart, a smart grift. Like, you know, some people, some people say that it's like, you can't say you got to hand it to them, you know, like. No, cause they're already I, trying to take it. <laughs> yeah. But there, there are some things that people do. Like I've said this about the Koch brothers, like we're, brother at this point, or like the Trump campaign, it's like, man, that's, that's some, that's some next level stuff, you know, like you ran a president, a presidential campaign, won the presidency and have been just fleecing as much as you can. Yep. Just, you know, kind of like a, like, I got to give you a slow clap a little bit, you know, I just... (laughs) ah wow i don't know know we do but you know people like bernie madoff do you know no i said i yeah (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna include anybody else in in my choosing to like give some sort of begrudging respect to like someone that has like i wouldn't say he ruined politics he was just a symptom of ruined politics but he didn't help yeah. no he certainly hasn't helped
0: that yeah. is 100 so. true <clears throat> um yeah and and actually um uh there was a new story i saw today that actually does connect to this mm. that is not out of the january 6th committee itself which Shocking. is quite simple <clears throat> so um in response to um the uh Announcements and the press releases and these televised hearings from the committee. Mr. Trump has been continuing to reiterate no, no, the election was totally stolen and we'll prove it any day now. And we, we're still, we've got a really aggressive, active investigation in Wisconsin happening right now. And that's going to blow the doors off of everything. And um, the uh, Republican leader of the legislature in Wisconsin last year. Basically, uh, uh, set up a special prosecutor's office to investigate uh, claims of election fraud in Wisconsin, uh, on, you know, under state law. And a former state supreme court judge was uh, put in charge of it. And uh, that judge has just been sanctioned by the Wisconsin courts for uh, ref- for ignoring court orders, for refusing to release documents under public disclosure laws. Uh, and I believe for contempt of court and he's been referred to the, uh, legal disciplinary com- uh, committee, uh, to perhaps be disbarred. So, wow. um, this wow. whole, right. So like they've got, they've, they've come up with no evidence and, uh, they've, they're being sanctioned. Like, and the, uh, 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 the judge is being that, that, that. that special prosecutor is being fined, I believe, $2,000 a day uh, until they comply with uh, court orders to release documents. So, yeah, that's that's happening right now. Um, And as far as I know, that's the last that was the last sort of ongoing legal effort to try and push the narrative that uh, the election was stolen. So just it's all just blown up. And I guess, I'm sorry, like that sort of springs me into just the more general observation that, um, sadly, if there's a difference between uh, left-wing and right-wing discourse online, it is that um, just all of the talking points uh, for this fervent right-wing culture, I mean, not not all right-wing culture, I mean, just like, you know, like... The, the Republican Party has a serious, I think, collective problem at this point because, as Sue often puts it, the weasels have taken over Toad Hall. But, I mean, you know, like for all I really don't like Liz Cheney or Mike Pence, you know, Liz Cheney is absolutely doing a great job on this committee pointing out like, hey, those jerks over there tried to topple the <laughs> government. That's not cool. <laughs> and, it's you know, another you uh, got to hand it
1: to a moment.
0: <laughs> that actually is 100 yeah. percent. Hundred percent slow clap, slow clap for Congress, uh, Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Cheney, and Congressman uh, Kinsinger uh, in this moment for actually stepping up and saying, like, you know, we got principles and uh, we're not going to break them here. Um, and 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 Vice President Pence uh, certainly has kept far too silent about all of this for far too long. Way yeah, way way way. But too much. Uh, the reason why if there's any one reason why this didn't work it's because he didn't just say screw it i'm going to go for it and see what happens you know he could have tried to do what president trump had told him to do and say well you know there's confusion and alternate sites of electors and i'm going to throw this out and whatever you know he could have tried to go along with this plan to toss out the results of the election but
2: he mm-hmm. didn't
0: and <clears throat> on january 6th uh, as the committee has revealed um he was attempting to literally rally the troops. He was making phone calls to the Pentagon and other officials, saying the capital is under attack and needs needs to be defended right now. And you should do something. And even though the vice president doesn't have the authority to do any of that until the president is, you know, not in the in the loop, until the president's incapacitated or otherwise not doing the job. Right. So. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty significant. Oh, and by the way, did I see the detail? Did I was – was, was this a bit of, you know, left-wing fever dream conspiracy or was it true that uh, 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 the director of the Secret Service at orders from President Trump attempted to replace uh, Vice President Pence's security detail on January 6th? They tried to send him out with not his usual protection team on
1: the day. I'm going to have to look that up. I have not heard that. Well, good. That's a thing you can do during our mid-show break because we are hey. just at
0: that point. Wow, I'm so good. It's almost like there's this little thing on the screen telling me how much time is left. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to take a short break. Bla- short, uh, short, short break. A short,
1: <laughs> uh, short Donald Blake. Indeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, 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 we're going to play, play some... Uh, PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And then we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away. We will be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical courses off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP Northampton 103.3 FM.
2: There are everyday
1: actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit
2: cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this
1: is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org.
0: to evidence-based radio science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective every week we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive friday nights from six to seven on valley free radio 103.3
2: fm or at evidence that's six to seven p.m fridays on valley free radio
0: and we're back with civil politics here on valley free radio wxojlp 103.3 one oh three point three f m out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with John Roberts and sue Timberlake. uh Sue really is here and uh is ready to jump in if uh I say anything too crazy, but uh there's laryngitis on in in play, so sue is uh uh, uh keeping the powder dry and awaiting the the critical moment <laughs> so
2: let's let's lest you all think I'm not here. So convenient that I have laryngitis after all these hearings. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and before uh, before anyone starts a, th- a conspiracy, I'm going to categorically confirm that I, in fact, gave suit. Wait, no, I did not give suit. <laughs> Darn it. Mine <laughs> wrong
2: again. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, honestly, Ooh. this
1: is, this is uh, a very, I mean, we've been doing this this show basically remote for two and a half years now, at least, maybe three. No, two and, years because uh, COVID. Yeah. So 20, yeah, co- yeah, right about now, two years. Yeah, so we're not in the same studio right now, so I'm not going to get uh, laryngitis. Yeah. So cool. It was all worth it. <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, um getting back so. to uh well, so jerks. um yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: there, there was uh uh Johnra did a little research during the show break uh and we can't confirm uh the rumor I'd heard that um uh, that I wasn't sh- you know, I wasn't sure about that uh uh they'd actually attempted to replace uh Vice President Pence's security detail. That doesn't mean it's not that doesn't mean it's 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 a lie. It, it it might well be, but we can't confirm that it's true from looking at our trusted news sources. So, uh, so yeah, I think um, if you I hear that mean, anywhere that... else, do not do not take it, you know, without a grain of salt, because you know. Yeah, <clears throat> what we did find is evidence is that the vice president's chief of staff uh, passed on warnings about uh, the vice president's safety to the Secret Service.
1: Yeah, apparently he, he had uh, cause for concern that Trump was going to turn against the vice president, and that would cause like issues of safety and everything. Of course, um, yeah. because everything's terrible. So, well, uh, and and as it turned out, uh, an
0: angry mob did run around chanting "Hang Mike Pence" with a you know scaffold He's set up. Very
1: impression. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you know what? If this was and let me ask you a question, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If this was just a, a rowdy mob or something, you know, just people that, that are just very animated about love for their country, where'd they get the materials and They'd- the rope and everything? I mean, in
0: a crowd that big, I can imagine like, oh, sure. All right. They had some rope. But yeah, like the actual like timbers to make a framework that to nail them together for a scaffold. Look, you know, just the (laughs) idea that somebody would like, I got some rope in my car. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Like, okay, sure.
1: Okay, And I I thought you were saying like, oh, someone's going to have like 50 feet of rope. That's that's something that every adventurer has.
0: Well, that is something that every a 10 you know, foot
1: pole, okay. of course. Well, yeah, uh, you got
0: to be sure you can prod
1: the floor ahead of you. Make sure there aren't any pit traps. We're talking um, about D&D right now. I'm, I yeah. apologize, everybody. This is all my fault. Yes. This um, is, so we this were going classic talk- late 70s
0: nerd stuff. Um, <laughs> anyway, we we're going to talk
1: about the yeah. um, just the overall effect and uh, and uh, how this has morphed. Um, uh, kind of like continuing on now. Um, well i i i it's to me uh
0: it, it, it's it's getting at i think kind of what underpins the whole idea of civil politics, which is we can have a discussion we can have real arguments about what is the best way to handle uh national defense or health care or the best way to make sure that uh the interests of you know all the people who are citizens in our country are represented in our representative democracy. There's there's all these things that we can argue about. Uh, you know, how should the courts work? What's the best way to interpret our right to free speech and so forth? But um, we can't have discussions like that when uh, there's a, a chunk of people who are just uh, clinging, to, who are spreading and clinging to lies, to de- to delusions um like for example that president trump actually won the 2020 election that uh uh you know gay people are actually trying to you know convert the nation's youth or that all trans people are sexual predators or whatever uh there's uh you know or uh uh you know that covid was grown in a chinese lab and it was actually an attack on the united states and You know, or that the Ukraine is actually run by Nazis like, you know, (laughs) descendant of Jewish Jewish victims of the Holocaust, Vladimir Zelensky. You know, it's like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Um, And, you know, uh, misinformation, you know, and rumor, social media makes it easier to pass them around. Uh, I'm a human being. I am certainly not immune to getting the wrong idea or hearing something and going oh yeah that sounds credible and then can actually confirm it when we actually look at it as example you know a little while ago from the correction we made at the start start of this segment um but just just the, the 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 basic stuff is just not uh you know it's it's not part of the right wing discourse which increasingly is sadly the discourse of the Republican party you know <clears throat> um Republican candidates in a number of statewide elections around the country are uh, people who are uh, endorsing the narrative that the 2020 election was stolen, and and let's not forget tried and true conspiracies like global warming is a hoax, you know, uh, yeah, <clears throat> or you know, or we can go back to classics like uh, President Obama wasn't actually born in the United States and yada yada yada. I I you know it's it, I don't I don't know what uh I don't know where it ends uh or, or sorry I don't know how this ends uh in a way that can be peaceful that doesn't lead to violent rupture uh between the people who cling to these lies and delusions and the rest of us
2: I I will speak up. um, Judge Lutig, who was one of the um, folks that gave testimony Mm -hmm. on Thursday, he ended his testimony with a statement that he – and he's a very well-respected, very careful (laughs) conservative ex-judge, actually. He's retired. He said that it's continuing, and there's a clear and present danger, which are technical terms, to our democracy, and it was very chilling. Because he is as Republican and as conservative as you get, and he made that statement that we're in terrible danger because of what's continuing to fester.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's like like a uh, like we said before, uh, democracy is not. Uh, it's, you can't just set up democracy and let it run you have to defend democracy you have to you have to upgrade democracy you have to make sure that everything's working and you have to to make sure everything's kept up or else it won't be democracy anymore like that's it's hard it's work to to keep a to keep f- like freedom of speech and and freedom of the press and everything it's hard to keep that going it is a uh is a full-time
0: job. Yes. And uh, on the one hand, it's – on the one hand, you know, democracy is in some ways – in some ways it it can be easy because it's like, look, you just let majority rule on whatever and, you know, if there's no attempt to sort of check the possible tyranny of the mob, like, boy, we hate everybody named Michael, so we're going to go out and beat up everybody named Michael – and we're not a majority, so we go. Hey, we don't like that, and we go tough. Majority rules. Take your beating, and we. I go. Ow, you know, like that's, <laughs> you know, like that is uh, problematic, and part yeah. of what makes our democracy good, you know, with the caveats that like, hey, the United States has done a lot of terrible things, and we've excluded a lot of people, and all that's true. Let's
1: say. But- let's say. Let's say useful.
0: Yeah, Um, like
1: that's that's not a value judgment. It's just useful. It's a yeah. It's more. It's 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 better than a monarchy.
0: Well, yes, and part of what makes it better than a a monarchy is that it we have put in mechanisms into our system to allow people who aren't who can't control the power of the majority to nevertheless put a check on that power, and that's great you know like i have a right to say what i want to say uh you can't just arrest me for no reason you can't just keep me locked up for no reason if you are going to arrest me i have to be able to hear what the charges are and i have to see who's accusing me and ask them questions and i should have a lawyer and all this other stuff you know so that's all 100 percent true um ostensibly yes <clears throat> but the other thing Uh, and uh, arguably this goes against uh, how the people who set up the the United States government really felt about things. But the other thing we're trying to avoid is ruled by a minority Uh, that uh, what's happening in the U.S., uh, that the decisions aren't made by a small group of people who are able to push their interests over everyone else. And that happens... A little too much, I think, as it is. Part of that is because uh, when we have elections, we don't have uh, ranked choice voting. Uh, and so, you know, 30 percent of the people voting in Republican primaries were able to put Donald Trump over the top in the 26, you know, in the run up to the 2016 election because, you know, he got more votes than anybody else. But there were a whole bunch of people. So he got more votes than anybody else even though he didn't get a majority of the votes in those uh early contests until he became the leader and then it was just him <clears throat> um and th- and that you know that that makes a difference um we need to uh we we need to take steps to uh make t- to we need to make steps to make our Federal government and state governments as well, probably, but work so that uh, policies that are broadly supported by, you know, 60 or more percent of the American voters uh, actually get through Congress, which is not what happens right now for the most part. You know, with a few rare exceptions here and there, but there are a whole bunch of policies, you know, uh, environmental regulations to help, uh, uh, you know, address climate change gun control legislation of various sorts. There's lots of things.
1: Antitrust uh, against uh, tech companies. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I don't, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, I just don't know quite what, what to do about this because at some point, uh, uh you know, like it's important to connect with people and, and talk them off the ledge. But if people refuse to listen and they're like, no, I cling to, this narrative that uh you know you're all crazy lefties controlled by lizard people who are secretly Jews, and it's all you know trying to s- steal the election from Trump, who's our one true savior and he'll come riding in on a velociraptor or whatever i you
1: know. <laughs> um I think j f k
0: jr's not dead, and he'll be showing up to help us out any day you know oh boy
1: yeah. i think one of the, I think one of the things to remember is that not uh, that like people that believe all of that stuff or even most of that stuff um they're the extreme minority there are a lot of people that go along with that i think I think there are a lot of people that that use that um that anger and that um unrest for their own Goals like two hundred and
0: fifty million dollars uh, for a fund that doesn't actually exist. Exactly
1: <laughs> like that, or uh enough votes to get people into into the Senate to confirm like judges that'll take away Roe versus Wade and everything. You know, like there's the the whole MAGA thing, it, and the whole QAnon thing. A lot of politicians use that for their own advantage. But mm. I don't think that like i I honestly don't think that a lot of them actually believe it. like some of them definitely do. No question, no question. There are a bunch that do. and they got all it like they got um elected like in in like a few years yeah. ago, you know, like Margie Taylor Green and people like that, like oh, like in that class. But there are a lot of people space like, lasers yeah, there are yeah. people like Ted Cruz. That just say, okay, well, this is the way the wind's blowing. Let's just go with that, you know? Yeah. Like he, he was really against Trump, and then he's making sad phone calls for him, you know? Like that's that oh. is how this works. You or know? Senator Lindsey Graham is another. Or <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, Lindsey Graham. Um, the, the thing the thing to do is there's nothing there's nothing that we as individuals can do. Except for like talk to some people and see if we can like insert some logic in there. The other thing that we have to do, um, that we as people that don't believe that like in MAGA stuff or like QAnon stuff, or I don't know if that's still a thing or whatever, um, we need to select people, you know? Like it, it's the it's the worst answer, honestly. I hate that answer because we vote and everything, you know, but like when we vote for people, they don't do what we want. That what we vote. like, it's very frustrating, especially and, for someone on the left. But right. and that's and many of them one are of the trying, only things that you can do.
0: Right, and many of them are trying to do these things. Like I continue to be impressed by people like Katie Porter or Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. or Elizabeth Warren. They are trying to push through uh you know laws that are going to do the things that we need to do and that are good ideas but you know they can't get a you know there aren't enough uh uh people who are going to vote along with them in the senate to to actually get these things done and yeah you know and and uh to what extent will president biden actually go along with more uh uh liberal uh not to say left wing uh measures like uh uh you know nationalizing
1: uh like healthcare, like whatever. healthcare. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. But one thing that, that people on the left can really do. And this is something that, um, I actually like last week, you actually mentioned the G word, the show on Netflix. Oh, yes, Adam yes. Conover. I actually went, I actually like watched all of that, like within two days. It was very, very good. Thank you for that, by the way. You're oh, I had no idea. You that, should thank that Adam Conover. <laughs> well, I mean, once I, like, once next oh, time we oh, hang out, I definitely will mention it.
0: Oh my God. Actually, you know, seriously? Because yeah. you know who, who the executive producer is Barack Obama. So you know yeah. you, you should say, Thanks, Obama.
2: Oh God. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. That's something I could do. I, re- I did, I, I will say one thing about the show. I really did appreciate that he got full creative freedom because he did like go after the obama administration a little bit for for some of the bs that they did but one of the 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 last episode was about stuff that we can do and one of the things is um remembering to vote and and if you can run in local elections Run in like, and I, I keep, I've been saying this over the past, like we've been doing this for what, like seven years, vote in your local elections. If you can run, then run in your local election for school board or like, like to catch anything, you know, like, um, because most of the people that run for local elections, like, like a district attorney or something like that, they have a lot of power. Like the sit, like a city council or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody runs against them, and if they did, then they probably got, the person would probably lose. You know, mm. we talk. We talked to two people that are running for secretary of state. Yeah, uh, in Massachusetts, not many people do that, and I don't know if they'll win. If either one of them will win, but the, if more people did that, state elections just city elections town if town uh town meeting you can do that then that will have a huge amount of change in your area and if more people did that in more areas then there would be more change eventually that's the problem it's the eventually part and that's the problem that a lot of people on the left, especially a lot of younger people too, have because like a lot of things that they have that have to be done have to be done within the next ten years, or else you know the planet's over, we're done, you know. Yeah. Um. But if if you are old enough and you have the the capability to run for a local office, uh, if you want to affect actual like real change, like just in ta- in your town in your city that run for mayor, one run, run for like some su- like town council or whatever, then you will actually have the power to make change in your in your area and that's something that everybody should remember. Mm. Um if I could, I would. I would I would run for something. I can't. This is what I can do. This the show. This is what I can do. But if I could and I had the resources, then I would I by now I probably would have run for like town meeting or something because I would be able to to do something. My spouse is on does some volunteer work for the town and they have actually made change and they've saved like some buildings or they're making things better because they're doing uh like a few hours a week, you know? like government like volunteer work yeah so like when people say like oh god what are we going to do it's so like there's nothing we we can do about like you know the wild people in in know. government but like if you can affect change in your city especially larger cities if you can affect like brianna Wu is going to make a lot of changes in boston that'll that'll ripple out through massachusetts probably mm-hmm. um there's uh there are people in like, if you if you had like a bunch of people in like the Albany t- City Council or whatever, <laughs> then there would be a lot of change there. Like there's a lot of things that we can do. And I I'm, I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm just going to say it again. If you have the ability to run for something, even if you think, oh, I don't know if I'll win, then then do it. Please, well, God. And <laughs> honestly, running
0: for office is something I've personally thought about off and on for years. And a big part of why I haven't done it is I, you know, I I look at how, you know, scattered and, you know, ADHD disorganized I am in my life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, really, am I like the best choice to be running any of these things to be making important decisions? You know, like I have trouble, you know, keeping track of stuff in my own life, you know? And, I, and, the the thing is, like, uh, I guarantee you there are people out there, perhaps even in my community, who would in fact be better choices for the job, but there are people also who would be worse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth remembering – I'm saying this to myself as much as anybody <laughs> um, that, uh uh that uh, running for office means – getting, you know, presenting yourself to voters and asking them to elect you. And uh, voters make decisions based on what's available to them. And so I may be not a great candidate. I don't know. Like I don't want to you know down talk, talk myself yeah down i mean too depends on what you're myself. running
1: for and like who's against right. you and everything right
0: yeah you know but i you know like it, in all attempted humility uh you know i don't know how great a candidate i am or would be you know that, that would be up to the voters but it also does matter who else is running and yeah i might be the best choice and you know maybe objectively on some absolute scale which probably doesn't exist uh you know like not a terrible choice but you know maybe better than what what's uh, what else is on the menu so
1: you know and the that, other that, thing that, is if the if if there's an actual race for a seat like even like a, like i said like the school board even yeah. if there's a race for a, for a seat on the school board that means there would be more attention even if you lose there would be more attention there would be more um people looking at it there would be there would you you would draw attention to that and people might look at your opponent and say oh who's this person that i never really thought about before cuz nobody's ever run against them oh no they eat babies what you know <laughs> the that's it was that just the, the one time and it was only a small <laughs> bite wait no the, crap <laughs> oh my god mike
0: <laughs> There goes my campaign it's, before it starts. Yeah, that's it. We're on the radio.
1: People have heard you. No, But, you know, like even if, even if your campaign doesn't work out, then, that, then it's still putting the other person through their paces mm. and allowing the voters to actually have a choice. And if they choose the other person still, then, you know, you did your best, you know, but you still, people need choices to vote if you don't if they don't have choices then it's a coronation so if and you that's how a minority winds up exactly um, controlling the levers of power exactly yeah. there are some people that um that i've that i've that that we've spoken to or something that um i'm like oh i'm glad they're running against this other person you know uh i'm or i'm glad that this person's getting someone someone's running against them or something like that, you know? Just because specifically because there would be a race, there would be more choices on the menu for people. There people would be able to think about vastly different choices and people with with really different ideas, people bringing new stuff to the table. Maybe it'll work, maybe it doesn't, and if you lose, maybe you get a taste for something else. Maybe you don't want to be on the school board, maybe you want to be mayor. Who knows? I don't know. But um, last thing I'll say is like like I said, just run run for something. And there's actually a like a site called runforsomething.com. You should check that out. And it's and it's uh it's an organization that wants to help younger um more progressive people run for local offices. And sometimes they have like uh, resources and things for, for you to to check out. So run. I think it's runforsomething.org. I'll post it in the show notes along with all the other links that we've been talking about uh, this hour.
0: Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> hey, you know, we do love to have candidates for office on the show. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking about running or you are running, get in touch with us and maybe we can have you on to talk about your campaign and yes. the issues and all kinds of stuff like that. Shouldn't just leave it all up to Sue. Bet <laughs> <laughs> I hear the music. So we're going to wrap up tonight's <laughs> episode of Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10, and then OK Asia at midnight. We'll be doing a podcast version of this show early Monday morning for all the various podcasty services. And we have a repeat broadcast Monday at 4 p.m., so listen to us all over again. Or hello, if that's what you're actually doing. Um, Right, but that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.